Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the week. It's doggy pod time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Doggy Pod. I'm producer Stephen Peters. And I'm Dr. Rob Zammett. And in this week's episode, I'll tell you the best way to toilet train your new puppy. We'll also go through the best type of bed for your breed of dog. Could your dog be getting a better night's sleep? Or to be honest, do they, do they even care? Is it, is, are they more happy just sleeping on the floor? Also, what to do to help keep your dog from getting lonely when you're away from the house? Or do they even care? Can dogs actually get lonely? Yeah, can they? Mm. And in Dr. Rob's top five this week, the controversial Dr. Rob Zammett top five, (laughs) uh, this week he's going to tell us his top five best breeds for kids to have a a good family dog. What are the top five breeds and where does your dog stand? But before we get going, how busy have you been this week, Rob? Busy as always, I'm guessing. But what what are some of the highlights at, uh, at the front line of... The vet world. Well, yeah, look, <laughs> I'm, I do get crazy busy in my clinic. I love it because I get to help dogs and people. But I had a funny one this week which I want to share with you. Please. Some people came in because of COVID. A lot of people who have maybe a pair of dogs would like to breed them. And these people have been trying for some time, they said, with their dogs. But they weren't breeders. They just wanted to they breed They just wanted to dogs. breed their female dog to their male dog. They're, you know, registered, they'd gone through everything, they'd trained about it. Funnily enough, they mustn't have gone through the, quite the correct training because I had to go through the history of you know, why their dogs are not falling pregnant, why the female's not falling pregnant with a male. And we went through the cycles and how often she cycles, all the usual things I do. Finally, I got to the question of, well, how long do they tie for? What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? In, in dogs... When they mate, when dogs are mating to produce little babies, the male penetrates into the female, the female clamps down literally around the dog's penis and the penis swells as a special part called the bulb 
and they lock together. Can we just send all the kitties home for a moment, please? Well, uh, just, you uh, know, you're going to have to talk about the birds and the bees sooner or later. Or the dogs, yeah. That's it. So they lock together and they stay locked together. The male dog can turn right round, so they can literally be one head one way and one head the other way. I guess there's no kissing in those sort of But they're locked together. <laughs> they're locked together. Wow. And they can stay like that for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, over an hour. What? Locked, yes. <laughs> That's what happens. That's when you know your dogs have made. Oh, my it. God, I've learned something, there as one go. always does. So anyway, I said to them, how long did your dogs tie for? And they said, sorry? I said, you know, and I explained to them <laughs> what I just explained to, to the audience about dogs tying. They said, oh, no, no, we, we don't watch that. And I said, well... How do you know your dog's mated? And they said, well, we do know. I said, how do you know? They said, because early in the cycle, uh, the female is sitting on the dog bed and the male is sitting on the ground when they come home. And then later on in the cycle, when it's time to mate, they're both sitting on the bed together. <laughs> I said to them, are they sitting back having a yeah, cigarette? Yeah, a cigarette <laughs> and, a, and a quiet scotch. <laughs> it's a... If you're going to breed dogs, it really is important to understand, I guess, what I'm trying to get at. Uh, it's not just a matter of just putting them together and putting them in the backyard and hope they make puppies and leaving the bitch to it. There's a lot of work in producing sound, healthy puppies. So, so they didn't even know that they had made it. They were just assuming they, they had. Well, they had. They, they realised they made it because they're both on the bed together. Seems so what do you enough. do on the bed together? You either sleep or you read a book. Just roll over. Yeah, watch TV. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's, they assume that because they're on the bed together, they must have mated. Done the deed. Yeah. And what I'm trying to say to people, if you decide that you really want to get into breeding dogs, sure, you can just put them together and maybe they'll have puppies under the house, but it's not good for the puppies, it's not good for your bitch, it's not good for anything. If you're going to do it, do it properly become a registered breeder, learn about what it takes to breeding healthy puppies because it's more than just a male and a female together of the same breed. You have to do all sorts of tests beforehand for both the male and the female to make sure that they are healthy um, genetically as much as physically as well. You want to get the best, most healthiest pups you can uh, because you want these puppies to be in forever homes, not causing problems to the people that buy them, you know, hip dysplasia, elbow dysplasia, liver shunts, heart problems, all sorts of things puppies can get if you do not do it properly. So the lesson for those people and for everyone, if you're going to breed dogs, make sure you put the parents through proper testing before you do it. Talk to a veterinarian that knows about these things, about how to go about breeding dogs properly. Of course, sometimes a, a nice candle-lit meal, maybe a movie, uh, some nice red, will and some music will obviously help. Oh, it helps me, but I'm not sure about the dog. <laughs> so what happened to that particular, those those dogs? Did they end up um, breeding? Well, they will. We've got, they will. We, it's we, a work in progress. The first thing we did was uh, I asked, have you had them tested for hip problems because they're a bigger breed? No, so we're doing the schedule for that. They'll have DNA tests done for various diseases for that breed. They've gone to an eye specialist to check the eyes to make sure both of them don't carry hereditary diseases for their eyes. And we're going through it and doing it properly for the people. Because it can go very wrong. Oh, yeah, it really does. And who suffers when it goes wrong? The animals. The well, animals, and, and you, the vets as well, because you Oh, we do, because issues, we yeah. see all the horrible things. And, uh, oh. and it's tough being a vet. It is tough, I'll tell you that now.
Okay, our quiz question this week is, this is weird, how many dogs do you think there are in the world? A lot, I would think. Um, is it A, 200 million, B, 500 million, C, 1 billion, or D, 50 million? And then a couple of them are barking outside, you can probably hear them right now. So 200 million, 500 million, they, 1 billion or 50 they're million? They're giving the answer and they're saying, yeah, you can be close, it can be approximately, because it mightn't be quite <laughs> there in the A, B, C or D, might yeah, be quite we'll, right actually. Give, we'll, we'll give you a sort of a couple of hundred thousand leeway. No, we'll give you 100 million. Either way. Oh, okay. Anyway, we'll tell you a little bit later in the show. Okay, here we go. Now, imagine that for some of you, this could be happening right now, I guess. You've just arrived home with your brand new puppy, or it could even be an older rescue dog, but it's a new dog to your home. And of course, there's going to be accidents, so be prepared. But what is the best, or what are the best tips to get mm. your new dog started on toilet training around your home, around its new environment? Yep. Now, the first thing you've got to know is when would your dog want to go to the toilet? Sounds weird, but yeah. Most likely, when you first get out of bed, you think, oh, time to go to the loo. Same with your dog. You know, when it's had a rest and it gets up, a new puppy, that's when it's going to want to do a twinkle, so take it out on the grass. I love that then. vet talk. Twinkle. twinkle. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I, tend to, I tell people, teach your dog to go to the toilet on command. So if it's out on the grass and you see it going to the toilet... Yeah, that's when you use whatever command. I, I always say, be quick, be quick, whatever word you want to use. Yeah, you can say toilet, you can say do puddles, whatever. But be so consistent. don't just ignore it. No. Right. So okay. while it's going to the toilet, you say, be quick, good dog, be quick, good dog. Now, what is the dog hearing? Saying blah 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 blah. That's all it hears at this stage. But you still do it. Be quick. When you ever see a dog going to the toilet in the correct position. Yeah. It takes patience. It takes tolerance, and it takes time. After a meal, the dog will want to go to the toilet. Out on the grass, you go with it. Be quick, be quick as it, as it goes to the toilet. Don't just start saying it. Wait till it goes to the toilet and, and good dog. Always yeah, be quick, good dog. While the dog's eating, you should be saying good dog, good dog. The dog starts associating the words good dog with a pleasant feeling of eating. So all of a sudden, the words good dog start meaning something. Be quick after a while means, oh, I want to go to the toilet. You know, uh, Pavlov, a guy, a scientist back in the previous century, did it with dogs with salivation. Mm. He sat the dogs down, um, produced a meal and rang bells. And produced a meal and rang bells. Produced a meal and rang bells. After a while, he just rang the bells and the dogs salivated. Same deal. If you say, be quick all the time while the dog's going to the toilet and good dog, the dog feels, yep, this is a good thing. And be quick, oh, yeah, yeah, I do want to go now. It induces them wanting to go to the toilet. Police dogs do it all the time. They go to the toilet on command because you don't want a police dog going into a building search and halfway through saying, oops, yeah. i got to go, boss. Yeah, they, they will make them go to the toilet before they go into the building to do a search. Before they go out to work, they get them to go to the toilet, off we go to do our work. And you can do the same with your dog. I mean, it's, now, a, good, it's a good skill to have if, you, if you're having a barbecue and a whole bunch of friends around in the backyard. Yeah. You don't want your dog... Just leaving a little message right in front of everybody during lunchtime. Or no, whatever. let's do it before before everyone arrives. Yeah. It's, it sounds weird, but it's true. The other thing you do inside the house, if the dog finds a particular spot that it always wants to go to the toilet, which does happen sometimes, I will put a towel there with citronella oil on it or some sort of mint spray on it, and the dog will think, oh, that stinks, and they at least stop going in that area. Um when you do, when I do clean up messes from little puppies, 
not so much at the start, but after a week or two, I'll, <clears throat> who's made this mess? I grumble about it. People say, oh, you've got to catch it in the act. Baloney. I just grumble about this so mess. So you don't. So that's a bit of a mess. Yeah, I just go, oh, who's made this mess? And I pick them up, take them straight outside on the grass and say, good dog. Finish every training exercise with good dog. Make them do the right thing. Even if they're not going to the toilet, just put them out on the grass. Other little trick you can do is mop up the... Now, if it's, a, if it's a wee, mop it up with a bit of paper, take the paper towel and put it on the grass and then put the dog out there on the grass and say, good dog, good dog. So the smell's out there. That's where I want you to wee, good dog. You know, be quick, good dog, be quick, and the smell is out there. They pick it up very, very fast. They really do. Dogs will learn to toilet train extremely fast, even if it's an older dog that you haven't yeah, had inside the house. Ask. So maybe it's a... a a rescue dog, yep. you know, yep. set in its ways, maybe five or six, seven or eight years old. All of these still work? You do the same thing. You've got to be patient. There'll be accidents. Mm. It's the meaning of life. But, you know, accidents occur. But keep them out there and, and, and teach them. If you just lock the dog out all the time, what's the point of that? Why have a dog if it's locked outside all the time to avoid every little accident, every little problem that can occur? Yeah, the dog doesn't lock you out of his yard because you cause problems out there all the time. Gosh, no, so don't don't lock your dog out from the house. Let Open the back door, let the dog in, and train the dog as far as those sort of things are concerned. They're very easily trained to do that. Another thing, uh, of course, people have for their dogs is a doggy bed. Um, but do you actually need a doggy bed? You know, uh, dogs kind of will sleep anywhere. Do they really care or can certain dog beds actually be beneficial to your dog? They certainly can be beneficial, especially really big dogs. It's beneficial because of their elbows. The elbows have very little flesh on them and if they're resting on hard surfaces all the time, they can become very calloused, they can become inflamed or they can develop what's called a hygroma, which is a big fluid-filled pouch on the elbow, which then needs major surgery to, to fix. So a soft bed can help a big dog overcome those sort of things. Actually, trampoline beds, you know, the beds mm. off the ground, they're ideal for that sort of big dog and to take the pressure off. On a cold winter's night, there's nothing worse than being on a cold surface. So if you're off the ground, that helps. Whether you're a big dog or a little dog, it doesn't matter. They enjoy going onto that sort of bed. And then just Nice big soft beds sometimes for, for dogs in warmer weather, but cool enough bed that they can just feel soft in. I have um, three dogs that sleep in the bedroom with me, and we have <laughs> three beds. Only two of them are ever used. One dog likes to sleep on the, the cold floor in the um, bathroom area, the, the ensuite area. Really chooses to sleep just on the cold floor. prefers that, and he, but he can sleep where he likes. About 5 o'clock every morning, he chooses to jump on my head. He literally jumps on my bed and wakes me up and says, oh, hi, Dad, hi, Dad. You know, I go to the <laughs> What's bathroom. happening? What's happening? What's yeah. going on? And then, then after I go to the bathroom, he makes me get up to go to the bathroom and I open the door and he just looks out, looks out the door. Yep, that's nice. Shut the door again. I go to sleep. He goes to sleep again for a little bit longer. <laughs> Funniest little behaviour he has. But he doesn't, doesn't particularly want to stay on my bed, doesn't sleep on his bed that I bought for him. Yeah, it's just an added expense that one day he might. Um, when he gets older and he gets a bit, he's only a couple of years old. Is he when, not old English? He is. I have th- three dogs there and um, in the bedroom. 
And, uh, yeah, as I said, they, they, some of the old English loves the cool area. The other old English does. He, he prefers the bed. He prefers a softer bed. And the other one just sometimes on the bed, sometimes off the bed. They vary a lot. Each dog is, varies a lot. The thing about buying a bed, make sure that you can wash it. Make sure that you can wash it thoroughly. If nothing else, you want to wash it. If ever you have fleas, mm. the eggs will, you know, one female flea lays 50 eggs a day. In no time, you'll have a infestation of, of uh, fleas if you don't um, get rid of them. And one of the things you've got to do is get rid of the eggs and the larvae in the environment. So you've got to wash all the bedding. I mm. like to wash the bedding anyway for bacteria as well. So make sure it's a bed that you can clean and keep clean, vacuum and, and Gee, I wash. bet a lot of people don't do that, you know. No, they forget, forget about, you know, they'll wash their own sheets and their own bedding, but they yeah. forget about their poor dog. Like, yeah. yeah, the dog likes to have clean sheets too. Goodness <laughs> me. So generally you would say it is a good idea to have some sort of bedding for your dog. I'd Give them the option. Absolutely, and especially in wintertime to get them off the cold surface, the cold floor if they're inside or the cold ground. Uh, if they're outside, they should be able to go into a warmer area that's off the ground. Now, hopefully we're close to seeing the uh, the last of this horrible COVID-19. And, of course, more and more people are going back to the office and not working at home as much, which I think, you know, dogs around the country and around the world are probably loving having their uh, owners at home more often. But, you know, they're going back to the office. Does your dog get lonely at home? Hours and hours on end, can't use the remote control to watch Netflix or anything like that. Do they actually get lonely? Do they need that stimulation or are they just happy sleeping for seven or eight hours a day? They're happy enough to be home. They're happy enough to have the job of guarding the home Mm. but yeah they're going to miss things and uh, they do start barking and making their own industry if you don't give them something to do so what can you give a dog to do when you're away from the house quite a lot there's there are toys that you can put um raw bones in and they can fiddle with those for some time and chew them away and play with the toy Uh, i have clients that build mazes out in the backyard for their dogs so the dog can just it's a different environment because I oh, go through here, just, and wander go through, just wander around through a maze. I have one client that has a quite a big area, and he's built mazes with um, bushes. Fortunately, the dogs aren't allergic to the bushes because that always worries me. But you know, it, it's a, it's a nice little environment for the dog. But would to, the dog choose to go wandering around? Uh, not a lot, not mm. a lot. But you know, if it's feeling a bit, mm, I think I'll just go out and you know, do that. Off they go. They prefer to just be there and, and guard the place. They enjoy doing that. Hopefully you've given them lots of exercise. Take them out for that early morning walk and a brisk walk. You know, it's not a Sunday stroll, folks. Get out there and push yourself a little bit. Is that the best time to take your dog for a walk in the morning? Well, a dog is used to hunting early in the morning and at sunset. And so that's the best time to exercise your dogs. At, you know, it's a more natural time for the dog to be out there with you. When they go for a walk, they're out on the hunt with you. And like Mother Nature, not every hunt is successful. Most hunts aren't. They come home, but they love it when you're successful and come home with the food. Oh, you've been out and succeeded. <laughs> Good on you. But, yeah, so it's, it's important to give the dog that sort of stimulation. Give your dog five minutes of obedience training in the morning. Five minutes. Not a lot of your time, but five minutes of serious obedience training. What is serious obedience yeah. training? Go to an obedience school once a week and learn what obedience training is. Obedience schools are very, very cheap. 
There's lots of voluntary obedience schools right around the country. If you talk to the local dog authority in your area or the local council, they'll tell you where the nearest obedience school for dogs is. You don't need to go and pay. Do not put your dog into a place to, to pay to be trained. That's not going to help you. You need to train your dog yourself and do five minutes a day before you go to work. That will help a hell of a lot in keeping the dog. I've had, it gives it industry, things to do. Hmm. Um, think about a radio, of course, leaving a radio on. Better still, really? if you can re- leave the doggy pod on all day, fantastic. <laughs> I mean, how good is that? Exactly. The dog with its own podcast, the doggy pod podcast. <clears throat> so, so dogs actually would like to hear just that noise of the radio on in the background. They can hear they can hear humans talking, and you know hmm. they love that. If you're going to put music station on, believe it or not, it's classical music for your dog. Yep, okay. they prefer Beethoven to the Rolling Stones. Hard to believe, but there you go. How do you, how do you know that, Rob? Uh, because there's been research done on this, Stephen. Right. Okay. And dogs gravitate to um, calmer, more calmer, like classical music. Yeah, more Schubert than the Beach Boys. Okay. Yeah, You're talking old school me, music don't here. Don't ask me, Chopin to the Beatles. I can't believe this. Yeah. What do you mean old school music? The Chopin's not that old. I was talking about the Beach Boys. But what? Anyway. <laughs> Modern music. <laughs> but that, but if, okay. you, That's good or to know. If, if you're going to, for a music station, um, one of the ones that play more that, that sedate type of music, like... Um, as I said, you know, Beach Boys and that sort of things, rather than they don't like rap music. Yeah, so no hip-hop for your dog. Yeah, no, forget that. I mean, we all know why rap was invented, don't we? You're not going to bag rap music, are you? No, but we know why it was invented. So people that can't sing can still make the top 40. Um, so <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> but, you know, that's the sort of thing you there need to There goes our young audience. Yeah, they're yeah. gone. Yeah, we're out of here. We're going to listen to rap. Uh, no. You can listen to rap. It's all right. Okay, so leave the radio on. That's a, yeah, that's leave a good the radio tip. on. It's a, it's a great little tip. But you, I guess you'll never know if your dog's Oh, you will know lonely. because if your dog's lonely, it'll start howling and barking. And you won't be there to know unless your neighbour no, leaves you Your neighbours will leave you a note or, worse still, your neighbours will ask council to leave you a note mm. and you'll be in a world of trouble because councils will fine you thousands of dollars a week if you don't do something about it. Because you do hear about that a lot, that somebody's oh, yeah. got a note from their neighbour and, of course, you know, they don't realise they're at work. It remains one of the now biggest problem. problems in our mm. society. Barking mm. dog affects literally hundreds of households and it remains one of the biggest problems in our society today. Okay, so where would you start? I've just gotten a note from my both of my neighbours telling me that my dog just barks all day and it's driving everybody mad. But what can I do? Send them a bottle of wine. Each neighbour, try and keep them pacified, thank them for their input and think about if your dog's barking all the time, something like a citronella collar is ideal. I don't like electric collars that give dogs shock. Um, a citronella collar, which just sprays a puff of citronella, dogs don't like it. So every time it barks, it sprays a puff of citronella into its How does it do that? Is it, is it sort of battery-operated? Battery-operated. Right. And the dog, the dog starts associating its bark with the negative thing, yes. the citronella. And about 70% of dogs will stop. Industry is important. We've talked about that before. Mm. You know, things like um, gun dogs love to go and swim. So taking a dog out for an early morning swim can help. Mm. Certainly taking them out for an early morning gallop to retrieve in a big dog park where you can throw a ball as far as you can and get that dog exhausted. So that exercise at the start of the, the day exercise, is important. But it's also the industry of, right, I'm going to get that. For, and 
Use a command. Don't just throw it and, and shut yourself up. Use a command as you throw it. Say, fetch. So the dog goes off and fetches it. And the dog's saying, yes, I'm going to do that for you. It's industry. If you, your dog's a, um, a working dog, on weekends, go sheep herding with your dog. Those sort of things all help your dogs tremendously. Talk to the local dog authorities in the air in your state. Yeah, there's Dogs Victoria, there's Dogs South Australia, Dogs mm. Western Australia, Dogs New South Wales, Queensland, Northern Territory. Talk to them, Tasmania. They'll all help you find the right sort of fit for your dog's training ability and for the type of dog that you have so that your dog gets stimulation and industry. Give your dog industry. Good advice, good advice. Okay, on to what is becoming one of our more controversial segments on the doggy pod, which is Dr. Rob's top five. Lots of people agree, lots of people don't. Anyway, this week we're talking about the top five kid-friendly breeds. Great family dogs, what are the top five breeds of dogs if you've got kids? At number five, oh, it is. Oh, no. First, I'm going to tell you about Pythagoras. Oh, did he have yes. a dog? He, well, he had a theory that the square of any hippopotamus, no, is it? No, square of any giraffe equals the, the sum of the squares of the yeah, hippopotamus. Every, every, yeah. Everybody knows That's that. That's it, yeah. yeah. So, and he, if, he said if you multiply five, which is our number, mm-hmm. by 3.2, you get 16. Yes, so... How does, that, how does that affect well, your top five? It gives oh. me a lot more breeds to talk about. No, you can't have 16 breeds. Oh, I'm we can. We break it up into little dogs, medium size, and big dogs. And Okay, well, let's break it down into, so we'll go with small, medium, and, and, and large. large. And large. And four for each. How's the thank you, okay, we'll thank you Stephen, producer, okay, kind so man. Let's Love start them. with the let's big licks for you. Let's start with the big dogs first. The big dogs, okay. The big, the big dogs. dogs. First. When you run with the big dogs, you can run with the Bernese Mountain Dog. Okay, so at number four, it is Bernese Mountain Dog for the big dog. And they're a farm dog, but they just love people. They're often, to me, they're the dolphin of the dog world. They've got this constant smile on their face, just like a dolphin. Okay, at number three, the most kid-friendly breed of dog. Labradors, of course, they love kids. They love them so much, they just lick them to death. At number two. One that people don't think about, the Samoid. The Samoid is the only standard that inside their breed standard says... Friendly to all mankind, and they are beautiful dogs. Okay, at number one, the large dog breeds, most kid-friendly dog breed is... Golden Retriever. One word of warning, they become very popular, so some people are breeding them indiscriminately. Talk to the breeder, meet the parents, always meet the parents of the dogs you're going to buy, and a Golden Retriever, beautiful dogs. Golden Retriever, number one in the big dogs, in the mid-sized dogs, we're going to number four... I put the boxer in as a mid-sized dog. It's maybe on edging on the large size, but if you get a female one, they're more mid-sized, and they just—they're the clowns of the dog world. They love people. They love kids. Number three, mid-sized dog, kid-friendly. Of course, the French bulldog. Yeah, they're—they're ah. they're not a little dog. They're, they're quite robust little, you know, dog and stand up there. Yeah, got to put them in. At number two, the Kieshund. The Kieshund is a the barge. What? Yeah, the Kieshund. It's a barge dog, Dutch barge dog, but very friendly, beautiful dogs. And good with kids. Interesting. Great with kids. Okay, mid-sized dogs, the number one breed, kid-friendly breed, is... Be proud, Charlie Brown. I've put ah. the beagle. beagle. Gorgeous dogs. Beagles. Often forgotten when people are thinking about what dog I'll get. Beautiful dogs. Yes. Okay, now we go to the... 
Our final group, the smaller dog breeds, the most kid-friendly dog breeds, at number four. The Boston Terrier. Cute little dogs, black and white. They come from Boston, from you know, in, in America. That's where they started. And they look like they've got the tuxedo on all the time. You've got to see them, they're gorgeous. Oh, kids would love that. At number three. The Shetland Sheepdog. They're just beautiful. Come from the Isle of Shetland as, as shepherd dogs, but they are lovely, lovely dogs. And at number two. Oh, the pugs. I can't, you can't go anywhere without oh, a pug, yes. eh? They're just... Yes. Well, you've got a great little pug, Albert. Yeah, Albert, we call him the inspector because whenever I'm doing the work, he's looking around, making sure I'm doing it right. He inspects all my work. Go to Facebook. Go to our Facebook page, everybody, because Albert features in one of our videos there, and it's very funny. Um, Okay, now, at number one, what is the number one breed? Family-friendly, kid-friendly breed in the smaller breeds. Not the royal family. We'd be happy to be Cavalier, King Charles, Spaniel. Very, very friendly breed. I'd never known one that's been savage or would bite. They're just a very, very friendly dog. Love children, love the family. Um, Just one of the nicest breeds you could ever meet. Okay, there you go. There's quite a few to choose from there. Uh, 16, in fact, that Dr. Rob managed to fit in. Um, Okay, we're just going to go to the answer to our quiz question. Give or take a mil or two, which was roughly how many dogs are there in the world? Was it 200 million, 500 million, a billion, or 50 million? And as always, Dr. Rob has the answers, give or take a mil, of course. Yeah, so it's estimated to be around 600 mil. So if you said 500, you were right. And they estimate that 400 of those are strays, 400 million. 400 million mm. of the 600 million dogs in the world. Yeah, are that's, that's the estimate that's made, not ours. That's not us. But, mm. uh, yeah, let's hope not. Let's hope less strays and more dogs with forever homes, please. They would probably be, I'm guessing, in, in third world countries and the like, but still, that's a lot of. That's a lot of. Well, and I'll tell you, a lot of veterinarians and veterinary nurses go overseas to third world countries to de sex dogs for free. They spend their holidays okay. doing that. Well done, you people that do that. That's a lot of time that you donate. And time that you, you know, well spent, I know, but boy, you don't give any time for yourself sometimes as veterinarians and as veterinary nurses. Very, very dedicated people, Stephen. It's a very noble cause. All right, that's it for us on this episode of the Doggy Pod. Once again, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. We love all the feedback we're getting. Um, please tell your friends. And as I said before, go to our Facebook page. There's always extra stuff there. And we'll see you for another episode next week and don't forget if you don't own a dog at least one well there's not necessarily something wrong with you but there may be something wrong with your life that's true i agree sorry for all you cat people out there own a dog you'll understand we'll see you all next week Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.